All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Good afternoon and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Joe Lavelle. Joe, ever since you got this conversation booked, I've been really looking forward to it. This is a company that I have admired for quite some time and became familiar with them through a mutual friend and Peter Scheitman. So I'm really looking forward to this chat. Oh, I can't wait, Todd. I tell you, I picked up his book last week and finished in uh, less than two days. This is going to be a great conversation. All right, well, let's get to it. Say hello to our guest. His name is Scott Jordan. He is the CEO and founder of Scotty Vest and the author of the brand new book, Pocket Man, the unauthorized autobiography of a passionate personal promoter who created a $50 million pocket empire. Scott, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the pleasure is ours, I assure you. Uh, we're here to talk about the book and all that that implies, but uh, before we get to that, take a few quick seconds, inform the audience a bit about Scott's background, and tell us a little bit about Scotty Vest. Scotty Vest was formed 14 years ago to solve a very simple problem. I was commuting quite a bit in, uh, from Princeton to Chicago and had a bunch of gadgets because I'm a gadget guy and I had no place to put them. I was the guy wearing that funky fanny pack and man purse and travel vest and photographer's vest. And it occurred to me that, you know, there's a real opportunity to rethink clothing in light of what people are carrying and designing a whole entire clothing line with a premise, design better pockets that don't look goofy. And that was 14 years ago. I quit my job as a high-powered attorney in Chicago and started an awkwardly named company called Scotty Vest. And little did I know at the time, it was the first apparel brand formed on the internet. And that remains to this day, 90% of our business is direct to consumer on our website. And we're doing really well. And um, I moved to Sun Valley about 10 years ago. It's a ski resort and I'm loving life. And I just wrote my first book, Pocket Man, and I'm excited to talk about it. Well, Scott, I, I suspect that you're going to get as many fanatics about Pocket Man as you have for Scotty Vest. I mentioned I'm already a, a huge fan of the book. Let's get started with what you mean by the following. We're going to turn the media world upside down. Shake it, see what falls out of its pockets. You'll learn lots of ways to promote yourself and your business if you have the flyer. I tell you, I was on fire on page two, Scott. Tell us, tell us what you meant. You know, basically, you know, it's a different way of writing a, a business book. You know, most business books, when you think of them, you know, they're how-tos or look how great I am, look at how many great decisions I've made and, you know, follow <laughs> these four steps and, you know, make millions. And, and I didn't want to write that kind of book. I didn't want to read that kind of book. I don't like reading that kind of book. So, you know, we went about, you know, my co-author and myself, Thomas O'Leary, who's a, a great friend and a partner in my business, writing this book as a bunch of stories that people would first and foremost be entertained by. And secondly, that they, if they want, they can learn something, but that's not our primary purpose. But I think they're going to be inspired and I think they're going to be entertained. And I think they're going to finish the book within a, a couple, three hour setting and talk about it. And it might encourage them to go out instead of thinking about ideas, doing them, because that's what it took for me. 
Scott, not everybody gets an idea like you did and makes something happen. As you said, everybody can come up with an idea, but most people don't do anything about it. Uh, what, what's the trick? I mean, what's the key lesson we'll learn from this book, from your story, that will get someone off their fanny and actually pursue something that matters to them? Yeah, that's a great question because that's what it's all about. It took me years. I had tons of ideas before I started Scotty Best, but for one reason or another, I didn't think they were good enough. I kept thinking about them. And the more I thought about them, well, someone else might be doing something similar. The secret is just do it. Stop thinking about it. There comes a time when you need to stop thinking about it and just get off your butt and start doing it. And yeah, you might fail, but that's not the worst thing in the world. And if you go about it, you know, passionately, you know, you're going to have fun doing it. You're going to learn. And, and guess what? You, you might be successful. And in my case, you might be really successful, which is something there was no guarantee of. We live in a great country that if you fail, you go bankrupt and you start over. They don't put you in debtor's prison or anything like that. So you know, recognizing that. I think so many people get caught up in this concept of I've got to come up with an idea that no one has ever thought about and I got to patent it and I got to protect it. You know, some of the best ideas are doing something that someone else has thought about, but just do it better. That's awesome. You know, I felt that uh, I was somewhat of a kindred spirit as I was reading through, Scott, because what we do at Intrepid now is help people with marketing and sales and creating content and creating ideas. You know, I wanted to read one more quote to you. One thing that I learned immediately after forming Scotty Vest, everyone thinks they have nothing at all to talk about. That one misguided belief is what has held back every company that falls short on promotion. Uh, we work hard every day to help people come up with ideas for content. And it seems really simple to us, but the way you talked about it, it doesn't seem that hard, seem like it's that hard for you either. No, think about what you're doing and say, you know, how can I express it in a fashion that other people would find it interesting? And the core to that is you've got to be passionate about whatever it is you're doing and how you present it. Because you have to recognize that no one is going to be more passionate than you about what you're about to say or do. So you got to start with that premise and don't be afraid to be passionate. You know, embrace that. What I have found is that when I start talking about something I'm excited about, you can hear it in my voice. It's fun to talk about it and it's infectious. People respond to it. So using the internet and all these various social media methods and video, you have a more direct way to get your message out today than you ever had before. So utilize that. Talk about that passion, Scott. I mean, I, listening to you and, and being familiar with your story and, and seeing some of these videos, I mean, that, is that just you or is it because of the passion behind the idea or is it the passion of connecting with an audience? I mean, what drives that passion? And, and for someone who's struggling with that, how do they find it? That's a great idea. I, I, I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it's a combination of all those things. I think you once you take that jump off on whatever it is you're doing, even if you're working for someone else or doing whatever it is you're doing, you find that passion in what you're doing and do it great. You're going to find that by finding that, it's going to make it more enjoyable. You're going to be more successful at it. And you're going to likely, as a result, make some more money at it too, if that's your goal. So in my case, I guess I couldn't be passionate about practicing law with my prior job. I wasn't, and therefore, although I think I did a good job at it, you know, I wasn't happy. Prior to that, I worked for my father's company. I sold cemetery lots door to door. I wasn't passionate about that. And magically, I wasn't successful at it. 
I've got some funny stories about it that you'll read in the book. <laughs> you can imagine, you know, being a door-to-door salesman of cemetery plots. Uh, you meet some interesting people along the way. But that passion has to come from within. It's in all of us. You just have to tap into it, find out where you really believe in, and execute on it. You talk in the book, Scott, about getting intimate with your community and finding those that are going to be as passionate about, as you about your product or the lifestyle represented by your product. Talk to us a little more about that. Well, what I found is that, again, you know, my passion's infectious. I mean, you hear me talk about what I'm doing and, and you can't help but, you know, relate to it. In my case, you know, before promoting the book, you know, I, my basis of promoting is pockets. I'm passionate about pockets. I lay up at night thinking about how can I shave a tenth of a second off the time it takes you to put iPhone in a pocket and pull it out. That's what drives me and make sure that it's comfortable and convenient in that experience. So I think that finding that passion in whatever it is that you're doing is critically important. How have you found success? Oh, well, got my fans. Yeah, my community. So I just reached out to them. You know, because you know, people are going to see that passion. And given all the tools that there are now between Facebook and Twitter, and I'm connected to all of them, and I respond to them all. I, every single one of, I respond to all of my emails. I average over 9,000 email threads a month. And a thread it often encompasses multiple emails. And I'm just responsive to all of them. I treat, I care what people say. They know it. It's authentic and it comes through. And when I'm engaging with someone, whether it be on social media or on email or in person, I recognize that this is an opportunity to influence that person. And that person is going to turn around and influence other people. So it's come naturally to me. I think that if others embrace that their own passion, they're going to find that when they talk about the thing that they're passionate about, people are going to respond to it. It's funny because now having sort of solidified this in the book and recognizing, I didn't always recognize, I didn't know that there was a find your passion first. That you know, Writing this book has helped me sort of crystallize these things. But I just built a house and the guy that, lots of concrete in my house. The guy that did all the concrete pulled me aside and he's telling me about the concrete with such a level of passion. I was like, I never thought anyone could be passionate about concrete, but there's a guy explaining you just got to let it sit in a certain fashion. And our place is, is awesome and it's filled with all this concrete that this guy was passionate making it. It's the best. Another guy I met, a very famous photographer, Thomas Hawk. The first time I met him, all he could talk about was photography. And he does this as a hobby. And he is incredible at photography. So you'll find that people who are passionate about something, oftentimes they're pretty good at it. So find that passion first. Yeah, see, I love hearing stories about the guys who are passionate about their cement because that be, to me, that's their art, you know? And when you look at what you do as art, well, that changes everything. All right, Scott Jordan will return after this quick break. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you by Miles Finch Innovation, LLC, a creative consultancy that is passionate about ideas, imagination, and facilitating a culture of innovation. Miles Finch Innovation helps companies navigate the messy territory of corporate innovation. They're strategic thinking partners who can help you get unstuck and identify creative solutions to your toughest challenges. They also love to train and speak on the subject of creative leadership. Learn more about how they can help you at milesfinchinnovation.com. Miles Finch Innovation, idea-centric, strategically driven, humanly conscious. 
All right, and we're back with Scott Jordan, the CEO and founder of Scotty Vest and the author of the new book, Pocket Man. So, Scott, you know, hearing you talk about how you connect to your community right before the break there, I worry that too many people are just really overcomplicating this process. I mean, it was funny how you said that it took you writing this book to crystallize your thinking on it, because I suspect what you were doing was just being Scott, was just being human, was just connecting with other humans. I mean, it's really that simple, yeah? It really is. I mean, basically, I thought about my business and thought about that that interaction that, you know, from the Brady Bunch of the butcher when they walk in the butcher store and Sam the butcher, everyone knows Sam. And, you know, they may not have him at their dinner table and like him so much to be their friend, but they knew him and they had that relationship with him. So what I've done is tried to utilize the, the tools of the internet through Facebook and Twitter to let my customers, all the hundreds of thousands of them, feel as if they actually have a relationship with me. They watch me along Facebook and they really, it's an authentic relationship that I have with people. And I think that when you know who you're giving your money to and they, they can personify it to a person rather than a brand, that they're more likely to give you their money and, and to be an evangelist for your brand and for you. You have to represent your brand in that fashion, you know, and the tools make it so easy to do so. Well, it's interesting you say that, Scott, because I think some people think that there's a huge barrier to learn how to use Twitter or That's Facebook. That's exactly right. Create yeah. a Facebook page, and it's a really a short, you know, if you're enterprising, you can get productive in days and be really good in a month. Yeah, I have people say, how do you do it? Will you, if only you could sit down with me and teach me how to do it, and I could do what you do, and you know, I'd like to say, read my book and you'll discover all the secrets, but you got to pay me for the book. But no, all you have to do is is follow someone you enjoy following on the internet. And hopefully it may be me. And then you'll see what I do and do the parts that are comfortable to you. And when it works, guess what? You know it immediately because people respond immediately. And what it takes is a level of first and foremost passion. And secondly, which is equally important in my opinion, is you have to be authentic because I believe that people can see right through it. That's a great point. How do you decide personally, Scott, when you give up trying to figure something out on Twitter or with Google Analytics or any tool and seek outside help? You know, I rarely seek outside help in in terms of, you know, my own social media in that regard. But I do for when I start spending actual money, <laughs> let's put when I'm advertising, okay? And when I'm, uh, you know, trying to promote post in a meaningful fashion and it costs a significant amount of money to do so. And I haven't really done much of that. But to understand how to game the system in terms of when to spend it money promoting posts and the like, I'll seek outside help. But otherwise, I try and crack the code myself by just watching and learning it. Again, this is human interaction. So you know what to do. You know like how to court a girl when, before you're married, hopefully, or you know, you, you know what it takes to form a relationship. And this is just a different method of doing it and a more efficient method. So you have to be likable, you have to be interesting, you've got to be authentic, and you have to be passionate. And you combine those things together, which innate in all of us. It's just finding that platform for you to do it. One thing that I can learn from you, Scott, is confidence and boldness to promote me and my ideas. You wouldn't know it from my radio personality, but I'm a quiet, shy, internal kind of guy and all that. And I'm a little bit 
hesitant sometimes to push what I'm doing, even if when I'm really excited about it. Can you shed some light on how you can be more confident and I don't want to say cocky, but, but not fearless in going out there and promoting what you're doing and what you care about? That's a great question. I don't know how to answer that. It comes so naturally to me. You know, and my personality profile is such that, you know, I'm a promoter, you know, naturally. So I wish I could say everyone has it in them to be able to do this. I don't know that that's the case. And I think that if you don't, you have to recognize that you don't. You don't have that comfort and you shouldn't try to force it if it's not real. But I think that everyone is capable of it. I just think you have to find something you feel really passionate about promoting. And then you have to remember something that this is the important part. If you don't do it well, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? You're not going to die. You're not going to go to jail. <laughs> you're just not going to get as many friends as you thought you were going to get on Facebook or you're not going to make as much money. It's not. You know, it's worth trying. You may find that by just simply trying and just saying, you know, I'm going to take the gloves off. I'm going to find something I really feel passionate about. And I'm going to start with the premise that if I fail, who cares? I tried. You're better to, to try and fail than not try at all. And if you're going to try, try with everything you have. Because a half-assed try is going to come off that way. People can read it. It's just not going to be right. So might as well give it your best effort if you're going to try doing whatever it is. So Scott, in your book, you talk about, you know, you're not afraid to try things, but you're also uh, making sure, especially with the things you're spending money on, that you're making sure you're measuring as you go. Can you give us a little insight of maybe how you measure projects at Scotty Vest or initiatives? Well, the beauty of an online business is such that, you know, within moments, seconds, you, you know what your initiative, if your initiative's, you know, resonating with your customers. You can watch where they're clicking. Yeah, but so many people get lost in how complicated the analytics are because, they're, you know, I can look at my website at any point in time and tell you how many people are on, where they are clicking, where they're coming from. I don't know who they are personally. And there's such a, an immense amount of information that's available there. You have to just pick the information that's most important. The most important thing for me, when I started at least, was the money. You know, so I wanted to make sure that if I spent money on advertising, I'm getting money back. What I've learned later is sometimes the traffic is going to lead to money and there's building brand and sometimes the money doesn't happen immediately. But if you keep that initially when you're starting in business, that if you spend $100, you better make more than $100 back and you should measure back on that. A lot of people forget that. And sometimes, you know, things that may seem to be very effective, like here's an example. I thought that our presentation of our product could be enhanced by creating these 360 interactive demonstrations and videos on our website for product. And I spent ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 building this and it looked awesome. And I was going to roll it out for one product. And then if it was successful for that one product, I was going to move into all the other products. Well, we put it on our website and we discovered that the conversion rate, you know, we did an A-B test, which is not hard to do. The conversion rate on the products with that on it was half of the conversion rate of without it. 
we were scratching our heads. We couldn't believe it. We were like, people clearly want more information. They're engaging with it. Everyone we showed to thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. And, and had we not measured back on that, we would have rolled it out to, uh, to every single page. And, you know, we would have been doing horribly. Ultimately, I discovered in questioning some of our users that they get so caught up in how cool that tool was, they forgot to buy <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I can twist it, I can turn it, I can watch this video and that video. You know, it's almost like just get them enough information so that they're tempted enough to to buy it and see it in person. And that's what that's what we've done. So, Scott, uh, those that are familiar with your story obviously are aware of your experiences with Shark Tank. I would love for you to. Uh, I don't need you to tell a story, but I would love to hear some of the lessons that you learned going through that experience that that we can apply to how we're going forward day after day. You know, I mean, that was a, a remarkable experience. That was not a day after day kind of experience. If I try to pull the nutshell of the things I learned from that for a day to day observation, I've never been asked that question. That's a, that's a good question. It would be stand your ground. I, you know, if you saw me on Shark Tank, I stood up to all five of the sharks. I did not let them intimidate me. They tried to. Um, ultimately, I basically told Mark Cuban to shut up and told Robert and Kevin respectfully that they were out. You know, and I basically looked at the opportunity for what it was worth. And uh, it was a, an opportunity to get my business and my personality out there in front of, at the time, over 6 million people and, and to maximize that particular opportunity, both as a, a potential to raise money, but more importantly, a, a potential to get the, you know, my brand out there and, and to look at the, the whole entirety of the situation and not looking that the goal wasn't solely to raise money. You know, because you don't go on Shark Tank to raise money. If you are, you're a fool. It's not the place. It's it's a horribly inefficient place to raise money. What you what you go on that show to do is to promote your company and hopefully maybe raise money. But first and foremost, so I guess the to answer your question in a nutshell is to make the most of every situation that's presented to you. That's a great answer. You know, I'm a fan of the Shark Tank, and I saw you on when you were on, what was it, two years ago, and said, well, geez, this guy, the reason there's not an investment happening is because you could learn as much from him as you could learn from any one of the sharks. So when I found out you wrote a book, I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. And I was not disappointed to find out that I've actually, because, you know, there's 200 and something pages, there's a lot more you can learn from your book than you can learn from even several seasons of the Shark Tank. So I think you did a great job on the show, and I think you've done an even better job with your book. So I'll get to my question. In the best case, what are you seeing the, you know, the purpose of your book and the outcome? How do you want six months from now the book, the story of the book to go? In the book, I'm very transparent about it. I wrote the book solely for the purpose of going on a talk show to the circuit. Namely, you know, I love Stephen Colbert. I want to get on Stephen Colbert's show, whether it is his current show or the late night show that he's going to be on next year. You know, I wrote the book to get on, to do a book tour. I want to get my word out. I want to talk with people like you and, and major media, primarily television, because I think when you see me and you see the product and you see me unload all all the things that you're going to be inspired, first and foremost, to buy a Scotty vest, hopefully. But you, you may be inspired to get off your butt and do whatever idea you had been thinking about that you wanted to do. And if I could actually inspire people to do that, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. And, that, and that's kind of a, an unintended benefit of writing this book that I hadn't even thought about when I started it. 
I mean, selfishly, I wrote the book solely to sell more product because most of your listeners and most people hadn't heard of Scotty Vest. So it's a vehicle to get my story of Scotty Vest to people. But what I didn't realize is while doing it, not only do I get to get the story of Scotty Vest and how I reinvented pockets out there, but I get to, you know, perhaps help people without trying to help them, which is even better. Well, Scott, uh, I, I'll have to say that, uh, you know, Joe and I have a, the real pleasure to talk to a lot of amazing people doing a lot of amazing things. Uh, but yeah, even I found myself inspired by our conversation today. And so I think your mission of putting this book out there and telling your story and inspiring people and and helping them stand their ground and, and to be more authentic and be human, uh, I think the message is going to get uh, get across. So uh, kudos to you on that. Uh, before we let you go, how can people get more information on Scotty Vest and where can they get their hands on the new book, Pocket Man? I love love talking about this part. This is where I wrote the book. <laughs> ScottyVest.com has 40 different items, perfect item for a holiday gift guide, uh, gifts. Um, uh, so S-C-O-T-T-E-V-E-S-T. You forget the name, just search Pockets and we'll come up first. Um, that's for the product and for the book, it's called Pocket Man. Go to Amazon. You can buy a softback if you'd like, or you can download the Kindle version. I would just ask you write a review. If you read the book, I crave feedback so I can be better. I want to write another book. So tell me what you think of the book on Amazon's uh, forum there. All right. Scott Jordan, the CEO and founder of Scotty Vest and the author of the brand new book, Pocket Man, the unauthorized autobiography of a passionate personal promoter who created a $50 million pocket empire. Scott, it was a real pleasure to have you. Thanks so, so much for stopping by and joining us. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Pleasure was ours. All right. Well, that wraps this broadcast. Again, on behalf of our guest, Scott Jordan, my co-host, Joe Lavelle, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. Intrepid Business.